Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Alexander Graham Bell could have foreseen that people would pick up his invention and say, guess who this is, he'd have dropped the whole idea. If Edison had known that his phonograph would wind up playing Chattanooga Choo Choo, he'd have spent more time on the electric light. That's how it is with men who have ideas, men with vision, men who do things, men who... Well, you'll get a rough idea listening to Fibber McGee and Molly. Can I tell you, Oh, but McGee, I don't want you to make me a footstool. I want to buy this one advertised by the Bonton. That? That rickety, unseasoned, hammer-scratched, not-holy hunk of driftwood? That wobbly-legged son of a cheap card table? <laughs> it's not cheap. It's twelve ninety-five. Well, go buy a thirteen-buck hat, then. I'm making this footstool. I'll turn you out the most unreasonably exact facsimile of this advertisement you ever laid your beautiful big green eyes on. My eyes are blue. They'll be green with jealousy when they see the footstool I'm going to make. Why, when I get started on a project of this Come time... in. Hi, Johnny. Hello, daughter. You order some stuff from the hardware store? No, Mr. Oldtimer, I don't believe... I you. did. I ordered a few woodworking tools, Oldtimer. Is that they? You betcha, Johnny. <laughs> Three chisels, hand drills, scrapers, spirit level, cross-cut saw, and some brass tacks. Hmm. <laughs> How much, Oldtimer? Well, let me see now. Johnny, don't have four, seven, six, five, eighteen... Nine sixty-two, including the coffee. What coffee? Did you order coffee from the hardware store, dearie? No, I didn't. Now look, old timer, what's the idea? Now wait a minute, Johnny. <laughs> Don't get your push in a pandemonium. <laughs> I just. Uh, hey, daughter, what's a pandemonium? That's an uproar. That's what I thought. Now, don't get your push in the pandemonium, Johnny. <laughs> you ordered this stuff from the hardware store, didn't you? Yes or no? Yes, but I... Wanted it delivered, didn't you? Well, Yes I... or no? Yes, but I... You knew they didn't have any delivery service, didn't you? Yes or no? No, I didn't. Well, they haven't. So I told them I'd bring it over here, and you appreciate that, don't you? Yes or no? Yes, but... What... Well, it's a cold day, and I stopped for a cup of coffee. Begrudge me that. Yes or no? Of course not, but... Okay, 962, including the coffee. <laughs> well, here's $10, Mr. Oldtimer, and thank you very much. No, forget it, daughter. Glad to do it. You ain't sure about the coffee, Johnny. Oh, no, 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 but... I still don't know why, according to this bill, you had to pay 85 cents for a cup of coffee. I like sugar in it. Oh, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by with the stuff, old-timer. And I don't mind about the coffee. <laughs> What's an extra little chisel among all these tools? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I heard it. <laughs> way I heard it, one feller says, tell the feller, say, my doctor done told me, my doctor done told me to eat a lot of carrots. I've tried it and it sure builds up your resistance. Is that so, says tell the feller, to colds? No, says the first feller, to carrots. <laughs> well, see you later, kids. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
McGee. Huh? When did you order these tools? Yesterday, when you first started thinking about the footstool. Say, I didn't realize you knew I was even looking at that advertisement. <laughs> Have you got eyes in the back of your head? No, but I got a head in the back of my eyes. <laughs> now, look, you know what I'm going to do? Wait till I cross my fingers. All right, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to bring my tools and stuff upstairs here and work in the living room. Oh, no. You might wake Uncle Dennis, McGee. He's asleep, you know. He is? I thought he was going out with a bunch of fellas for some gin rummy. Well, he did, but uh, when he found out it was a card game, he came home. (laughs) Well, I'll hammer real quietly. I wouldn't disturb the old foot. Ah, doggone it. And I wanted to get to work. Who's at the door? Let me peek. Uh Uh-oh. Mrs. Uppington. Ah. Dear old Uppy, the salt of the earth. You really think so? I sure do. You can't take much of her at a time. (laughs) And it takes a good shaking to get her to come out in wet weather. (laughs) Come in. Oh, hello, Abigail. How do you do, my dear? And Mr. McGee. Hi, babe. What's new in the name? (laughs) Oh, Mrs. McGee. Don't you simply adore your husband when he's in one of those clever moods? Well, I wouldn't say adore, Abigail. Tolerate would be more appropriate. But uh, what can we do for you? Well, I just stopped in to ask you both over for a fish dinner tomorrow evening. My brother has sent me some marvelous mountain trout. Oh, boy, that's for me, Uppy. I love trout. And they better be good, too, because I'm an expert on fish. Oh, really? Oh, indeed he is, Abigail. I wish I could tell you what those old fishermen up in Oregon said about McGee last summer. (laughs) Well, uh, why can't you? (laughs) Because I'm too much of a lady, for one thing. And for another thing, it ain't true. I still don't know how that mousetrap got on the end of my fish line. Hey, did I ever tell you how I caught the big trout in the Pahooska pool, Uppy? No, I don't believe you did, Miss McGee. That's right, Abigail. I believe you are the one he didn't tell. <laughs> well, sir, the Pahooska pool was a kind of a little wide place in the Pahooska River way up in South Wickeyup, Oregon, see? <laughs> there was a trout in there three feet long, and nobody had ever been able to catch him till I come along. Oh, good heavens, how thrilling. Did you use some special kind of bait, Mr. McGee? Yep. I caught him with a Mack truck. <laughs> A Mack truck? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. I was standing in the middle of the Pahooska pool one day, all ready to cast, when along the road comes a wholesale drug truck. The driver was so busy watching me that he lost control of the truck, hit the bridge approach, run the thing off the bridge right into the Pahooska pool. And quick as a flash, all the water run into the truck, drying up the Pahooska pool, and I walked over and picked up that big trout right out of the mud. Mr. McGee, that's astounding. Uh, But why should all the water run into the truck? It was hauling a load of sponges. (laughs) I tried. And uh, speaking of sponges, Abigail, we'll be very glad to come to dinner. (laughs) That's splendid. Hey, wait a minute. We'll come on one condition, Uppy. Oh, what is that, Mr. McGee? As air raid warden around here, I had complaints about you. You've got to promise to get some heavy curtains or something and black out your house. Very well, Mr. McGee. I shall naturally do anything to cooperate, although I consider the whole thing very, very silly. Oh, oh. now, Abigail, that's not the right attitude at all. What's silly about covering up your windows? <laughs> oh, Mrs. McGee, you're so naive, really. <laughs> oh, don't you realize, my dear, that if the Japanese or the Germans should come to Wistful Vista, they'll be far too busy to go about peeping into people's windows. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Aren't you ashamed, McGee? Shamed and chagrined. <laughs> but how did I know he wasn't married? Gee, that was a natural mistake. You know, I thought he was married myself. Yeah. Heavenly days, McGee. If you could get a lovely girl like me, certainly he ought to be able to find one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose that's the difference between having a character and being one. <laughs> now, what was I doing before he... Oh, yeah. Now, listen, don't get sawdust all over my rugs, dearie. Oh, don't worry. I got newspapers spread around, haven't I? Only amateurs make a mess of this stuff, and I'm an expert. So you've told me. You certainly talk a wonderful little footstool. Well, I build one, too. I remember one time... Hey, where's the saw? In your hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time I was up to North Minnesota. Down the old center. Don't tell me, he says. Well, I can break it through. So I said, okay, I'll get through this. Why don't I point it to me, friend? I'm a mess, see? Let him break it through. I can see that in front of me. And to this day, they don't know how I did it. Well, neither do I. And furthermore, dearie... Hello, folks. What are you doing? Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. McGee's making me a footstool, he says. It's going to be a honey, too, Harlow. I love working with wood. Ah, so do I. Oh. Are you a carpenter, too, Mr. Wilcox? No, I wouldn't say that, Molly. I don't think I could stand it. Stand what? Oh, sawing wood, pounding nails into it, cutting it to pieces, scratching it all up. It'd break my heart. You know why? No, why? Don't go away, folks. <laughs> Our Mr. Wilcox feels very deeply about certain things, and we don't like to discourage the enthusiasms of a growing boy. <laughs> Makes him sensitive. <laughs> why don't you like to do carpentering, Sonny? <laughs> well, I guess I've spent too many years selling people on the idea of protecting and beautifying wood surfaces, Fabric. You know, Johnson's Wax. <laughs> Bringing out the natural luster and charm of furniture and floors. Showing people how they can protect their wood, not deface it. I understand perfectly, Mr. Wilcox. Sure you do, Molly. Any housewife understands. They know that with Johnson's Wax, their woodwork and furniture and floors are practically everlasting, to say nothing of ever beautiful. Just like Johnson's self-polishing glow coat preserves and protects linoleum against dirt and wear. And there's never been a time when it was more important to take better care of our possessions and make them last longer. You see what I mean? You see what, see what I mean, folks? He means it. Well, why shouldn't I? Oh, you should. You should. But is it really true, Harlow, that you wrote your congressman and told him to start a movement to have the capital of the United States move to Racine, Wisconsin? <laughs> oh, that was just a suggestion. But look, what I came over for was to ask about Lillian. Oh, our horse. Well, she's just fine, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, that's good. Uh, look, I brought her a little gift. Oh, look, Molly. Four horseshoes made out of felt. Oh. Yeah, just something for Lillian to wear lounging around in the garage. <laughs> Those open-heeled iron shoes of hers must get pretty tiring on that cement floor. Just tell her they're from Uncle Harlow. So long now. Oh. <laughs> my, my, wasn't that a sweet thought, McGee? Bedroom slippers for Lillian. Yeah. Now all she needs is a smoking blanket and a subscription to town and country. <laughs> oh, well. See, how you doing, McGee? Oh, swell. I got the legs all made. All I got... Hey, where are you going? Well, I've got to go upstairs and get some more yarn for my needlepoint, dearie. I'll be back before you can say, oh, these legs are too short. 
They are not too short. They're perfect. If Betty Grable was a footstool and had legs like these, I'll bet... Hi, mister. Oh, hello, little girl. Don't bother me now. I'm busy. Busy doing what, mister? What you doing? What you... Well, sis, at the moment, I'm on the verge of merging this virgin timber into a footstool. <laughs> so beat it, will you? You distract me. Can I use your phone, mister? Can I please? Ah, you better not, sis. I'm too busy. Well, gee, mister, now I Now, just... quiet, sis. Quiet. I'm trying to think. Now, oh, let's see. If I take this phone... Hey, mister. Huh? Why does wood have knot holes in it? Why does it? I don't know. Let me see. If I take all that... Why does all wood have those funny marks in it, mister? I don't know, sis. Make a little down here to put the data water fit into there. Hey, mister, why does wood smell so good when you saw it? Why does it? I don't know. You don't mind if I ask questions, do you, mister? Oh, of course not. How else can you learn anything? <laughs> now, can I use your telephone, mister? Hmm? It'll only take a minute. No, 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 no. Now, take it easy, sis. Relax. All righty. Now, let's see. Hey, mister, what's the ice pick for? That isn't the ice pick, sis. That's a all. Hmm? It's a all. It's a all of what? <laughs> that's all. Just a all. That's what they call it. A all. You mean that's what they all call it? Sure. But what is it? I just told you, it's a all. Okay. Well, see if I... Hey, mister. Hmm? Can I use your phone? Hmm? Can I? Hmm? May I? Hmm? I said, may I? Why not? It's your phone. <laughs> you shouldn't say, can I do this or that, sis. You should say, may I? May I what? Well, may I use your phone? Or whatever it is you want to do. What do you want to do? I want to use your phone. Can I? Okay, okay. Go ahead, Go ahead and use it, but make it snappy. Okay. Uh, Hello? Police department, please. Uh, hey, you know somebody in the police department, sis? No. Well, then you haven't got any business bothering them. Okay, mister, I just want to tell well, them. Well, never mind. They ain't interested in your cat running away or your tortoise being turtle-napped. Or but, gee, mister, this was important. What's important? Come on, tell Uncle Fibber all about it. Well, when I came past Uncle Fibber's house, I saw some men taking a spare tire off his car out in front. And <laughs> you did, huh? <laughs> well, that's very interesting. Now, let's see. What? Swiping my spare tire? Get back on that phone, sis. Call the police. Just don't stand there. Do something. Get Well, there she is, Molly. There's your footstool. McGee, and a handsome job, too. Nothing that any red-blooded American boy needs now is a coat of shellac and some Johnson picture in the advertisement. Huh? Package for Miss... All right. And thank you. Okay, lady. If circumstances was reversed and I was the custom, I'm sure yous, yous would be... That's the way I feel about it. Philosophical. <laughs> Good for you, bud. And for your cheerfulness and all, here's a nickel for you. Uh, it's getting so you can't even depend on philosophy. <laughs> What's in that package, Molly? More yarn for your needlepoint? No, I just thought of it. Oh, for the love of Mike. Come in. Hello, folks. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp. Glad you drooped in. <laughs> You look kind of troubled. Yes. What's the matter? No. Sweetie Face and I had words. 
Words, eh? Yes, we had words. Only I didn't get a chance to use mine. Well, what was the argument? Well, it all started as a gag, you might say, Mrs. McGee. What was the gag, Wimp? Oh, an old bandana handkerchief she crams in my mouth. Oh, now, listen, you shouldn't let her do all those things to you, Mr. Wimple. Assert yourself. Be a caveman. I tried that, too, Mrs. McGee. I tried being a caveman for a whole week once. What happened, Wimp? Sweetie Face crawled in the cave after me and dragged me home. Well. Now, you just wait. Someday it'll all change, Mr. Wimple, and you'll make her respect you. I really hope so, Mrs. McGee. Sometimes I think I just can't stand it any longer. Like yesterday, for instance. I really gave vent to my feelings then. You did, really? Oh, indeed I did. I was really in a rage. I said, look here, sweetie face, I said. I've had enough of this treatment. From now on, I'm going to be the boss around here, I said. Starting today, I'll give the orders. Oh, heavenly days, and then what? Then I dialed our number, but she wasn't at home. <laughs> Some night you'll say that stuff in your sleep, Wimp, and then you will be in a pickle. Oh, I know, Mr. McGee. I've had that experience, too. I told Sweetie Face exactly what I thought once while I was sleeping on the Davenport. Oh, my. Was she angry? Oh, was she angry? First she picked up a book like this and threw it through a window like this. Hey! Wait a minute, Wimple. We didn't mean And to... then she threw a lamp on the floor like this. No, no, please, and then Mr. She really Wimple. She threw into a rage and picked up a little footstool like this and literally tore it apart. Um, hey! No! I just made that footstool, Wimple. Don't do that with my foot. Oh! Oh! Can you imagine such a woman, folks? I'm just so discouraged. I'm going right out and shoot myself. A game of pool. <laughs> He's discouraged. Can you imagine that? Look at that broken window. Look at the floor lamp. Don't look at those. Look at my new footstool. Smashed to smithereens. Now I'll have to start all over. No. No, you won't, dear. Huh? Here's the one I ordered from the Bonton. That's the package that just came. What? You knew I was going to make one and you still ordered that one from the Bonton? Did you know this was going to happen? Can you see into the future? No, but I can remember the past. Oh, This war. I want to get in and help. Well, my goodness, you've been buying defense bonds for all you're worth. Yeah, but that's no sacrifice. That's just a darn good investment. I want to really get in there and pitch. I want to fight. Oh, but you're a little overage for that, dearie. Oh. I'm afraid you'll have to be one of the men behind the men behind the guns. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm not so old. I'd make a wonderful captain of artillery. No, no, you just stay on the radio, dearie, and be a colonel. Of corn. 
Good night. Good night, all.